When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. is up Bulls Nation. Welcome into the Winner's Lounge. It's CHGO Bulls Postgame presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download their app and be sure to use promo code CHGO when you do. That's the W right there. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guy, Will to go Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. Our pal producer, Joey, rocking with us at our West Loop Studios. Joining us, remote, but always near our hearts, it's Big Dave. Wow, BWL Sports. Bulls win 126-112 over the Embiidless 76ers. That's two straight wins against some playoff-bound or at least look to be playoff-bound Eastern Conference teams. Zach Ari attack Ari. 41 points on 11 of 13. Uh, can't wait to hear what Dave has to say about this, but Will, I'm going to toss it to you first. Best Zach game of the season? I mean, I'm just sad we didn't get to watch it with Dave. I would have loved to see his reaction to every one of those 11 made three-pointers. Yeah. I was just saying before we started, like, is this what it's like to shoot, like, a normal amount of threes that an NBA (laughs) team shoots in an NBA game? 20 of 34. What What a game from Zach. I mean, it wasn't just the threes. Like, his passing was great. His defense was actually really solid. I just thought he played an all-around great game, and then... In that third quarter when he went five of six from three and then just took him home down the stretch. He, that was just he, – he keeps putting these games together, and it's it's looking like Zach Levine is back. Uh, listen to me. Everybody right now in the chat, I just want you to type three words for me right now. Catch and shoot. Catch and shoot. That's all I need you to type. My poor, lovely, wonderful mother had to sit there and watch her youngest son lose his mind when Zach Levine is just absolutely going crazy. And uh, (laughs) she probably just heard catch and shoot a lot because I was just totally excited. And I want to get, before I get, I want to give a shout out to Billy Donovan as well because I thought he coached a brilliant game, uh, this game. I really did. He allowed Zach, first of all, to be the facilitator to start the game off. And Zach did a great job. I believe he got five assists really quick and really early uh, for the team. He got he allowed him to get the ball and touch it to maintain being in a rhythm. You know, shooters have to touch the ball to be in a rhythm. And Zach was definitely doing that. Once he was doing that, the catch and shoot and the threes he was taking, 
it was just water after that. I believe seven to seven at one point uh, he was, man. But that last three that he hit was just absolutely just ridiculous and foolish and basically telling y'all I'm this good. Matt, you remember when we did the show with Marquet when I did the whole breakdown of the catch and shoot. The main thing I kept just trying to say to people is I'm not saying this because Zach is good or great at it. He's elite at it. And that's why it needs to be more of it because he is elite at it. And that's the difference. But he absolutely was phenomenal. I loved it. Like you said, Will, it, yes, this is what it looks like, a team shooting a normal amount of three-point shots. I believe they shot close to 60% from three, which is absolutely insane. But Zach Levine, man, like it was it was easy. Nothing was forced uh, with him. We're used to watching him trying to force his way into points and things like that. Having him facilitate allowed him not to be able to do that. And it allowed him to be able to, to play the game how he wanted to, which is just to be that catch-and-shoot guy and then take those couple of step backs and do those cool things that Zach Levine does. But it all was about the catch-and-shoot, man. It, it was special tonight. Which was after, I believe, he went five for five in the third quarter. He took one from the corner that just, like, hit the side of the backboard. That was a heat check. It, that was it a, was a well-earned heat check. That was a well-earned heat check. But you're absolutely right, Dave, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because this has been the conversation around Billy Donovan, DeMar, and Zach over the last couple of weeks of, like, how do you balance these two guys who clearly need the ball in their hand, who clearly want the ball in their hand, but when things aren't going great. Last year when things were going great, it was, oh, fine, like DeMar's going to, you know, go Wilt Chamberlain mode and it's all going to be good. But that hasn't been the case this year. And I thought, you know, that's probably part of the reason why DeMar only scored 12 points and, and was 4 of 13 from the field. But again, when Zach Levine is going off the way he is, that's the balance you got to strike. And we'll get into it more, but um, Zach definitely earned this. He's been playing really well. The passing, the playmaking, running pick and roll, splitting double teams, uh, just making the right simple read. Like he's he's still gonna make mistakes, but I just think that that opens up so much more of his offense. To your point, Dave, and you kind of saw all of that come together in this glorious forty-one point eleven of thirteen from three performance. I mean, I, well, first of all, asking you shall receive, Big Dave. I just think I saw the phrase "catch and shoot" fly through our live chat <laughs> comments about eighteen thousand times. Um, I also like this one from Dev in the comments who said, we should all be drinking the Zachary Daiquiri. It's a good buzz <laughs> when he's scoring like this. I mean, I think the important thing to highlight about this performance from Zach tonight is that it was within the flow of the Bulls offense. It wasn't a Zach Levine going rogue ISO, going rogue hero ball like we saw back in the old days of some trash Bulls teams when he's the only guy on the floor who could score. It was mostly catch-and-shoot opportunities, and sometimes they were in transition. Sometimes they were after a solid amount of ball movement in a half-court set, but it was within the flow. I feel like Zach wasn't forcing any of these 13 three-point attempts tonight, and 13 three-point attempts sounds like a lot unless you're a player of Zach Levine's caliber beyond the, beyond the arc. He is one of the deadliest three-point shooters in the NBA, and on a night like tonight, Hell, he could have taken 19 threes, and I would have had, wouldn't have had a problem with it as long as it was what it was, which was within the flow of the offense, Will. I absolutely agree. I mean, the one nitpick I have here is, like, he should be shooting 13 threes a game every game. All the time? 
Every game. <laughs> I mean, they just they need that that like spaced out offense just to add that dynamic because you see how teams close out to him and you see what he can do when they close out. He either raises up and hits threes or he gets he slithers his way into the lane and finishes at the rim or finds Patrick Williams who was great in the second half or Kobe White who hit 3 of 7 for 3. Like they just need to to add that element to their offense because you see all these games and it's just DeMar pounding the ball at the elbow and the defense is just shrinking in on him and everybody is just slowly collapsing and he's this black hole that's just sucking all of the defenders in to his space and like as good as he is you can't go one on five you just can't do it and so he needs help DeMar does Zach needs to provide him with this kind of help Vooch was fantastic tonight he had a triple double I think mm-hmm. is the fifth of his career I mean it was just like everything was clicking and I think you know it's easy to say play inside out right and we saw some of that, but at a certain point, you need to flip it and go outside in a little bit. I think this is really like one of the few games that we can point to this year where I think the three ball opened up the rest of the game for everybody else. Mm. That's a great point, man, and, and especially about what you said about Vooch. Like, it's crazy. That got overshadowed because of the big game Zach had was, yeah, Vooch had a triple-double. I thought he was going to get a 20-20-10. I really thought that was going to happen, um, but – yeah, he was he was great tonight. That's how you take advantage of a team that's small. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. And they did a great job early and often. They did that. And uh, yeah, but Zach did all of this while still not getting calls. I believe he got to the line twice. He only got two free throws uh, out of this and still dropped 41 on you. You know, he's that kind of lethal when he's going like that. Like, it's just really lethal and scary for other teams. And I like the fact that um, you saw Billy Donovan drawing up different ways to do the catch and shoot. There's not just one way to do it. You know, some people just think, oh man, well, we don't want him coming off a bunch of screens like he's Reggie Miller or something like that. No, there are other ways to do it. You can do it by getting the ball inside the Vooch. Then when the defense collapses, Vooch can swing the ball or find Zach directly and get it to him. And, and you saw that tonight. You definitely saw that. You can see it when Kobe White was uh, penetrating. Kobe had a great fourth quarter. You saw him when he was penetrating, got to the bucket, boom, there's Zach out there, hit him for the three. Like you saw it when uh, DeMar DeRozan was at the top of the key and Zach came off of one screen and he found him wide open for the three. You saw it on a fast break when he's just trailing and they just find him. Like there are a ton of ways to do it and Zach Levine is so skilled at it that you can do it that many ways. Like some guys have to come off screens uh, to do it. No, Zach, can. you just give him the ball in rhythm. And he will pull that, and most likely, 9 out of 10 times, 8 out of 10 times, it, it's going to go in. So I, I hope that this is a continuation because, you know, I've been preaching this gospel for a while, and I just hope, I'm just glad that it, I saw it tonight. It let me know I'm not crazy. And I'm like, yeah, this is really, really good, and they can really, really do this. And going forward, this should be the plan. They should continue with this kind of strategy uh, right here. It allowed DeMar DeRozan um, to get some rest because it was working so well. I'm not used to seeing DeMar sit that long, but he got, he got a chance to actually sit and get some rest. And that was really cool to see also, especially knowing you got a back-to-back against the Utah Jazz and my man Lowry, who just dropped 49 on cats. So you know you got to do that. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was great. I can't, I can't say enough about how good not just Zach played, but the Bulls played on, on both ends of the floor. 
I mean, uh, OD's in the comments saying Zach saw the all-star game votes and said, hold my beer. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, number 17 pointing out Zach also had a nasty dunk tonight uh, in addition to a barrage of threes. That dunk came on fast break after Zach had eyes in the back of his head and jumped a passing lane beautifully, stole the ball, and went coast-to-coast coast for a dunk. That was one of two steals that Zach had on the night, and I think it's – Important to point that out because on a night when you're like, hey, Zach got hot, hit 11 threes. It's awesome. It's fun. We've seen it a few times from him now in his Bulls career. But what is this fan base hound Zach about? His defense. The man-to-man defense has gotten better, I think, considerably. The element of his game that still gets the most criticism, and fairly so, is his off-ball defense. And I saw him kind of, uh, you know, have one little, you know, brain fart moment when the Sixers were trying to make that uh, comeback in the fourth quarter, uh, he didn't close out to a corner shooter that was his man, that was his responsibility. But other than that, he also played some respectable off-ball defense tonight, including that moment that led to his dunk. So I think when you're talking about a quality game from Zach, you need to highlight the defense as well as the offense. Uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, probably the most complete game from Zach that we've seen all year. Um, I continue to be... I, obviously, like, the shooting, we, we know what he can do. And we were kind of joking about it before. Like, of course, Zach was going to get back to himself. Of course, the jump shot was going to come around because that's just how good he is. But I just feel like there's so many other ways that he is improving his game that I mentioned before. I mean, the passing has been spectacular. Um, really just, like, a, a clear leap for me as far as where he was last year and the year before that. Like, that's something you can point to. And we talked a lot about it before, like, how does this team get better? How do they improve on their previous seasons? Well, it doesn't just have to be Patrick. Like, Zach is primed to take another step forward, too. I think the passing and the mm -hmm. defense are, are the ways to do that. So um, we talked about it pregame, especially without Caruso, especially without Javante, especially without Lonzo Ball. You need to be perfect defensively. Yeah. And they had moments in the fourth quarter where they wanted to give it back away. Tobias Harris had a couple of threes. Maxi did. But, like, you, you have to credit them for holding firm and for continuing to strike back. And I think the defense is a big part of that. The execution from Zach, uh, Kobe playing down the stretch, you know, he, he was much better defensively than he has been throughout the, the majority of his career. So all these things allow you to play more complete basketball, whether it's the, you know, shooting allowing you to open up driving lanes or the defense allowing guys like Kobe to stay on the floor in key moments so that they can, you know, make and take some of those big shots. It was just like everything kind of came together in in this game. And it was just like exactly what you wanted to see, exactly what you needed to see after last game against the Nets, where things finally feel like they're going well. And we, we've just become way too accustomed to seeing them have those Rockets games or Magic games after a good win like this. Yeah, very, very true. And on a back-to-back, -back, them playing like this, because we've seen them do this on back-to-backs also, Will, like where they don't get those victories, you know, like that, that they really need. Like they're right there, okay, this will put us over, and then they show up. Or even when they're playing the same team twice, like against the Knicks or against the Cavs, um, where they can't, you know, just get over the hump. Um, but this one felt good as well because you saw uh, Philly get off to that hot start from three. Uh, they just were – blazing hot from three to start the game and we're used to seeing that sadly 
um, when the Bulls play a team. Like teams just get hot on them. But what I like about them and what what you just said, Will, is the Bulls kept attacking. They didn't stop attacking. They they didn't, you know, hunch their shoulders or slump down or start trying to play hero ball immediately. They they continue with the plan. Okay, fine. We'll go inside to Vooch. Let's get let's get three for twos right now and see if we can play some defense. All right, they're just hot right now. Let's just keep doing what we're doing here. Let's just keep getting this rhythm and keep getting guys scoring and keep facilitating and, and you know, playing our game because it's very early. I'm not used to seeing the Bulls do that. That's why I was so happy to see it right now because that's logical. Like, okay, you're not going to be hot forever. Like, let's just let's just wait it out and continue doing what we're doing. And they did that, and then you saw the tide start turning. Then you saw the defense turn up once the bench came in. Um, you saw Drummond do do a couple of good things. Of course, he was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde for sure, um, like he always is. But he did a couple good things. You saw Derrick Jones Jr. have another good game. He's been really solid in these past few games. I'm hoping his uh, wrist is okay. Um, but then, and Dragic, you know what I mean? You saw him uh, playing solidly. I already mentioned uh, Kobe White as well. Yeah, I just, I just like their game overall, and especially how they played it defensively because they are vicious in transition, and specifically guys like Ayo Desumu are vicious in transition once they play, um, once they get that ball, once they get that steal, and they're gone. And adding the three ball to it when the Bulls are in transition just makes them even more lethal. You know what I mean? Just makes it even more a lethal basketball team, and hopefully that's just what we get to see more of, you know what I'm saying, in, in this next game and in the next game. Um, you know, you guys both made note of this very, uh, very effective game from Vooch, the triple-double in 1918 and 10, and the balance to complement Zach going off tonight. Um, I think it's interesting and worth pointing out, especially when you add in the context of the drama of this team in their locker room recently during that 150-point surrendered loss to Minnesota a few weeks ago now, and the fact that it like their, their dirty laundry got aired that – certain members on that team came at Zach aggressively, vocally calling him out. And fast forward a few weeks, since that explosion in Minnesota, the Bulls are, I think, what, 7-2, and 7-3, win-loss-wise? And tonight, Zach is doing his post-game like, courtside interview with the NBC broadcast with our guys Adam and Stacey on a night when he is the high-point scorer at 41 drilling 11 of 13 threes, and he says, I think Vooch was the MVP of the game tonight. Mm. I'm not trying to put too much importance or emphasis on a statement like that, but I think it is somewhat significant when you think about everything this team has gone through in the last few weeks as things are not going the way they wanted them to. Zach finally has a monster game like this, and the first thing he does is say, hey, man, Vooch was a real hero tonight. I think that I mean it speaks to Zach's nature. I mean he's he's a team first guy. Right. No, he, but I've heard from so many members of Bulls Nation, Will, that Zach is just selfish and uh, a me only player and an empty calorie scorer and a this adjective and a that adjective. Aren't aren't all those people right? Well, Bulls Nation is not <laughs> reactive bunch whatsoever. But it, I mean it's true. Like Zach, it really is a good teammate. And I think he's a good leader. And in these moments, it really shows. Um, to, to have that thought, I think, when you've just hit 11 threes, I mean, that, that's, that's awesome. And, yeah. and Vooch deserved it. I mean, he was, he was really great. 
Um, the one-two game with him and Zach is just so lethal. We've talked about it a million times, but just mm-hmm. the tough decision-making that you put a defense in where, you know, they're already small. They're already shorthanded without Embiid. Now you're going to have to decide, do we want to live with getting posted up by Vooch or do we want Vooch to kick it out to Zach for three? And it's like, what do you do with that? And I think that going back to the rest of the team and their three-point shooting, having the ability to draw defenders away from them makes that two-man game even more challenging to guard, right? Because if the help can't come from the weak side, then you're just playing one-on-one or two-on-o. And I I think that's where contributions from Patrick and from Kobe uh, and some of the other shooters on this team, I think, really helped out. But uh, Vooch's playmaking from the post has been something that I think goes really underappreciated. He's a really good passer. He's a quick decision maker. And then again, with the the dual threat of being able to score if they don't send help right away, mm-hmm. it's just when you see things working, this is kind of this is what it looks like when things are working. Yeah, and and also I want to I want to point out they're also seven and two since they broke me during that Minnesota game, and I was screaming out 150 points. Like yeah, like that they broke me that game, and the fact that they took that stuff to heart, you know, and it meant something to them to to weather that kind of storm. Cause look, man, the Bulls have had a lot of losses where they could have really just packed it in. They've had a really, some really heartbreaking losses uh, this season, including the Donovan Mitchell 71 points, like heartbreaking and historic <laughs> losses this season for the Chicago Bulls. But yet they come back and they, they're still, you know, fighting, they're still in it. And it looks like they're getting better, getting better and finding their rhythm. And that's what you wanted to see. Well, what I like so much about Tonight, even the first quarter, I kept saying I like the way the Bulls are playing because they're playing with some rhythm. Even though the the Philly was, you know, draining those threes, the Bulls were in rhythm. Like, you know, they weren't just messing up and, you know, just like I said, just one on five, you know what I'm saying, kind of thing. Like the ball was moving. The ball was constantly moving. And again, credit Vooch, you know, for those kind of things as well, Uh, who's, again, your best passer and your highest IQ player on the floor. So, yeah, he should, he should have the ball and, and be facilitating as well. But he also made it easier for guys like Zach Levine to do what you know he wants to do. He makes it easier for guys like Ayo. He made it easy for Pat Williams, who I will get into later. Um, he made it super easy for him as well. So, yeah, I just love the rhythm that they've played with in this game and in the next game on both sides of the floor because it feels like they're, they're kind of figuring each other out. And I think that's a really good point and something we should – maybe dive a little bit more into, which is like, where does this game leave you feeling in terms of like, d- does this feel real to you? Was it just like a really hot Zach Levine game? Or is this something that they can start building on? And for me, obviously Zach is not going to shoot 11 of 13 every game. Obviously the Bulls are not going to go like 58% from three as a group every night, but it's the, the two man game between Zach and Vooch that I think is really sustainable. It's, the idea of playing a little bit smaller with your secondary unit and having Derek Jones Jr. be that dive in and roll man um, and give you that sort of energy and burst off the bench. Um, I think you could even get a little bit more of a contribution from Damar as you start to really figure out that balance a little bit better. So I think this was not just like a one-off win. I don't think it was that way the other night against the Nets either, but it's it does feel to me you know, and we've talked a little bit about how the defense has been snapping into shape. It does feel to me like 
some of this, at least, you can build on it, and it, it seems sustainable in that way. We can talk about that a little bit more coming up after this break. In addition to what I see people talking about in the comments, we got to talk about the Patrick Williams game tonight, following up his first 20-point performance on Wednesday. Looked like maybe it was another ghost town night from Pat in the first half, and then, boy, did things change in the third quarter. We'll talk about Pat. We've also got some super chats that we'll get to coming up after the break. Throw us some super chats if you feel so inclined. We will get to the ones we have so far. Uh, but Big Dave. Balls ah, win! <laughs> Not that Big Dave. I'm the real Big Dave. Well, I just have – I mean, Joey knows. Joey? Uh – is it that they never understood? <laughs> they never understood, Joseph. I'll tell you, they, they never, never understood, understood for 400 Alex. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't get it. They don't understand, man. Why are these glasses so dang going expensive? Shady Rays was upset about it. Oh, they took a walk in the desert. Oh, they just couldn't ponder life when they were out there. And then they said, Eureka, guess what we're going to do? We're going to make quality sunglasses, and you won't break the bait to wear them. They're going to give you those premium polarized shades featuring that world-class optical clarity, sustainable durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. And the best part about Shady Rays, they got the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, which I like to call the Matt Peck Lost and Broken Replacements Plan, which means if you throw your hat or if you're just angry in excitement and you just slam it down and you got your glasses on there and you break them and you're upset, Guess what? Shady Ray says to do that on day one. Don't worry about it. We'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. They got your back. 200,000 five-star reviews is what Shady Rays has. They stand behind their product, y'all. And they also have free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. It's a beautiful thing. So exclusive deal for our listeners. Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use that code CHGO to get 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That is a buy one, get one free. What do they call that, Matt Pack? BOGO. That is a BOGO for the Lolo 54-fo for show show. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades because it's Shady Rays where the Rays are oh so damn shady. Tonight's episode of Post Game also brought to y'all by our friends at ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights, learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device, and track your facility's energy usage, and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. What's better than saving energy and money? Two things that I love saving. <laughs> so here's what you do. Go to comment.com slash poweringbiz. That's B-I-Z right now to start saving that money and energy. Or to start a project, you can contact them at 1-855-433-2700. That's 1-855-433-2700. For more information, you can email them businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. 
Uh, what do we want? Do we want to do super chats? Do we want to talk about Patrick? What do we want to do first? Let's do some super chats. Let's do some super chats. Um, first off, shout out to Manuel, our guy Manuel, ever the optimist after every Bulls win, who gave us a super chat, popped in here to say couldn't even watch the game tonight, but just wanted to say that he was hyped. Love that. We back, baby. Go Bulls. Appreciate you, Manuel. Man. I lo- well, we, need, we need a good balance. I feel like there's been a lot of like, oh, the, this, this team is toast recently. Manuel, always there in the comments bringing the optimism and the super chats. We appreciate them both. Um, Am I supposed to read them? Sure. Okay. Flipside, a.k.a. JR from Grand Rapids, because you know that's your guy, JR from Grand Rapids. That's our guy. Well, he actually put in the comment this time. He, he stopped for a while putting that in there. But Zachary Attackery leads to a Sixers shellackery and streak snappery. Ooh. I like that. That'll make Dave proud. That one kept going. And as I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, this the streak snappery, the Sixers were unbeaten on their home floor in their last 11 games. That's a whole, that's a, it was the longest home court winning streak of any NBA team so far this season. Basically, the the Bulls Bulls, just snapped it. The Bulls need to find a first round playoff opponent that is on some ridiculous streak. Mm -hmm. They'll they'll figure out a way to be the streak snapper ears. Yeah, truly. (laughs) I mean, it's always fun when you get streaks busted or, or crazy stats coming from games like these, performances like these. Speaking of which, I just saw this. NBA history on Twitter. Only two players in NBA history have recorded a game with 11 or more made threes on 80% shooting from behind the three-point line. Zach Levine, Steph Curry. That's wow. the list. Not bad. It's called elite. <laughs> Damn. It is, it is pretty crazy. I feel like Zach is washed, though, guys. <laughs> That's so I've heard. I feel like Zach does not get enough national credit for like being that level of shooter. Dude, when he went off in a game earlier to earlier this season and it was a nationally televised yeah, game, the, the sideline reporter was asking him about the dunk contest. <laughs> if that tells you just a little bit about how much this league does not respect Zach Levine and what he's doing currently. It's like he's probably one of four or five players that have had multiple 10 plus three point. I'm just guessing here. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I mean, he. it's like him, Steph, Clay, Dame. Yeah. Silliness. Silliness. <laughs> uh, More Super Chats. McBaconator. Diehard. Diehard member. If you're not a diehard, not sure what you're doing. Can't caps lock hard enough. Zachary, hot damn, attackery, catch and shoot. Just for you, Big Dave. Love that. <laughs> love, love that. The people love Big Dave. Well, of course they well, do. Well, yeah, who doesn't? For good reason. Uh, give us while while we're on the rhyming and and the poetry. Let's go to this one from Alexander. Yes, Shout out to I our like guy Alexander. If, you want it? <laughs> if Doctor Seuss wrote tonight's game, the paw that I saw, whose game is a bit raw, had a showing in Philly with not one flaw. <laughs> That's pretty darn good. That's pretty darn good. With any other uh, super chats before? Because yeah, I want to pick got, back up on Patrick. Uh, as, quickly, as we got Ramsey's. Up, he says, yo, I don't care. That's what IDC stands for in PEC, by the way. Thank you. Beating the Sixers feels big. We back. All right. Um, and then we got AK, our number one fan. AK. It's not just that Kobe hit those clutch threes, but also his teammates seeking him out to bust the zone. 
Bulls had other options, but it's nice to see this team believe in him in those moments. Again. That that is very true. Um, and you know what? Like before before we get to Pat, just because AK mentioned Kobe, let's let's also give Kobe some flowers because not only did we once again tonight see what Dave saw earlier on the most competent defense from Kobe White. He came down with some big key rebounds. He made some key plays on the defensive end. And then when the Bulls had that little sputtering of their offensive execution midway through the fourth quarter as the Sixers were trying to claw back into that game, he hit some big threes in that fourth quarter. They were massive threes from Kobe, Will. That's what he can do. I mean, that's and that's why they need him out there. They need him to be able to execute defensively so that he can be out there in those moments to, you know, stretch out his own, to provide a scoring outlet when Zach is getting downhill. Like, the balance between Zach and DeMar is a little clunky, right? Because DeMar's not a shooter. And so if you want to give Zach the ball, you have to have spacing out there in some other form. And Kobe's really the only other guy. I mean, Vooch can, can shoot it at, at an okay Right, Patrick's been shooting the ball well this year, but like you need more shooting on the court in an NBA game. And Kobe was that guy tonight. And he has been the last few nights. Yeah, absolutely right. He has been. And shout out to Billy Donovan for putting that faith in him, like you mentioned, Matt. Um, that There was a moment where Kobe made a bad play, and I, I'm looking at Ayo Desumu uh, at the scores table ready to check in. And the very next play down, it's Kobe White for a big, huge three-pointer that you were just talking about, Matt. And I was just like, I love this so much because he's learned to move on. You know, it's one of the off things about his games or his game early on was his ability to, to just stay with it when it was going bad. He would live in it when it was going bad. You don't see that at all this year. Whether it's good or bad, he doesn't stay there. He's on to the next play and he's ready to to set up for defense. Or, or get the rebound. Man, he got a huge rebound also tonight. He's using his size more. Uh, and that's awesome. I mean, he was three of seven shooting, and all of that was threes. All of it. All of it was three. So there are the attempts that you need that, that Will is talking about. Those are, That's also very important. Uh, but he is just clutch for the Bulls in the fourth quarter. No matter how he's shooting or what he's been playing, he has been just huge. And I, and I appreciate the fact Billy Donovan has found – a way to use him in that fourth. He, he's not using him the entire fourth, but in that spurt, and it's usually like the first half of the fourth, and then he puts in Io, you know what I'm saying, to close it, or or Caruso, or putting Io and Caruso on the floor together, however he wants to do it. But he's doing a great job of that, man, and I, I'm just loving what I'm seeing from Kobe White. We got we to gotta shout out our guy, Steph No, who's hanging out in the comments. Absolute legend, hey. basketball genius, and uh, as Morris said, the father of cat culture. Did did you get the the cat video out tonight after the win tonight? You bet I did. Good. You bet I did. I mean that that is a huge I'm responsibility what, what that our guy Steph torch. handed off to you, Will. I'm doing what I can to carry the torch. Man, I I did enjoy that you used the sure. Dalen Terry dancing one last night after the or Wednesday that night again. after it's the win. Just so good. We got more we got more ammo for that one tonight. We did, did you see that one that he had like in lockstep with Javante after one of Zach's threes? <laughs> Give me all of the Dale and Terry dancing. Give me all of it. Um, Okay, so shout out to Kobe. Big game from him. Let's talk Pat. We were talking in pregame about Pat Will and the fact that he had, you know, was coming off of his best game of the season, 
looked comfortable offensively while doing his best to slow down Kevin Durant on Wednesday night. And then Gopher in the first half of this game tonight. Our guy Joey was really excited because once again he had Patrick Williams' first bucket down because of course he did. Patrick had a catch and shoot wide open three that rimmed out. Joey loses the bet, but it wasn't about that. What? But. But you did win your Zach Levine. Correct. Game high points. Not the point of the story. Go on. And then, like, Pat Pat didn't do anything in the first half. And it was like, oh, my gosh, this is, we're going back to, to dud game Pat. I know he's not going to score 22 every night, but, like. Right. But give us something. Then, do as something. Will, Will had a great tweet that was like, man, I wonder if somebody uh, cussed him the F out at the, <laughs> in the halftime locker room, just as DeMar said after the win over Brooklyn. Zach was the the big story of tonight, and he was on a tear with all of those threes, and he was knocking down in the third quarter. But the other just as fascinating part of the third quarter is that Patrick Williams dropped 16 and a quarter. Seven for seven. 16 and a quarter. He had a, like, I told you, uh, there was like the pull-up mid-range shot he had after he got the dump off, you know, like uh, in the paint floater from Vooch on an offensive rebound. He was hitting mid-range. He was hitting threes. He was scoring at the basket. It was like, Had whoa. an offensive rebound putback dunk. Yeah. He was doing it all. Patrick, hello. Welcome. He, he, was just, he was just saving himself for the third quarter, apparently. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to being Welcome awake, to as sh- my brother would say, when, he, when I wake up after him. I mean, oh, yeah, it's, it's like I'm not going to expect this kind of performance from Patrick every night. I'm not going to expect less game against the Nets every night. But you just you have to put pressure on the defense somehow. I, I think he's defending pretty well. I, th- I thought the way he was getting over screens on Harden was really impressive. Obviously, he's got the strength to be able to, like, absorb contact, um, just moving his feet and doing his thing there. That's great. But, like, as we talked about pregame, you can't just have the other team hide their worst defender on you. You just you got to – take that personally and, and take advantage of it. And there were moments where he was completely invisible in the first half. And even that first bucket in the second half, we were both like, did he even want that? I mean, he was just right. kind of like in the right place at the right time, but he ended up with the layup. And then all of a sudden it clicked for him and he went for a pull-up jumper. He mm-hmm. got a putback dunk. Like he was going uh, hard at offensive rebounds. It just- Knocked down a couple catch and shoot threes. It totally changes his outlook and mentality. And, like, it's the kind of question that is cliche and you're going to get a cliche answer when you ask a player that kind of question. But it's, like, it's so obvious with Patrick. When he sees the ball go in, it's like, okay, I can start trying now. I'll start looking for my shot now. And, yeah, I mean, seven of seven in the third quarter has to have been a career high for points in a quarter for him. Would assume so, Um, yeah. You know, I think he only had two in the fourth, but it's like the Bulls – can't rely on DeMar and Zach every single possession of every single quarter of every single game. They need somebody to take the pressure off. And believe it or not, outside of Zach, Vooch, and DeMar, Patrick is the next leading field goal attempt player on the Bulls. He's got to be able to do something with those shots. And I think he did a really good job of not only, like, commanding the ball, but, like, doing something with it once he got it. And that is that is growth for him. Yeah. Yeah, here, here's something – that I don't think I've ever said. Patrick Williams outscored DeMar DeRozan. Like, that's it right there. You know what I mean? 18 to 12 is, is what it was. 
And that third quarter, it was what I love so much about it was it was him finding himself within the game because early in the first two quarters, it was Vooch and it was Zach. And DeMar, you know, was trying to find his way in there, but it was pretty much Vooch and it was and it was Zach carrying the team, doing their thing. In that third quarter, it felt like the Bulls kind of started looking for him. But not only did they start looking for him, just the fact they put the ball in his hands and just the fact that um, if you read the article that, that Will wrote, uh, when he was talking about uh, uh, Pat Williams, you know, taking those shots, he mentioned that that quick clip of what DeMar DeRozan said, you know, while he was talking, like, because he knows if he doesn't shoot it, he's going to get cussed the F out. And if you watch him in this game, you saw a more decisive player catch the ball and not think about it, just actually go up and shoot it. The only time I saw him double clutch on something is when they tried to slap it out of his hands when he was going up to shoot it. And he double clutched it and he still hit the shot. He scored in a myriad of ways. Like it was inside. It was mid-range. It was it was three-pointers. He even hit two free throws at that time. Like he was just on one and confident in his shooting. And that's what you wanted to see. He was just super confident. And he hit the timeout three. My God, Matt, you know I sat there and yelled to you about when the hell is this team going to hit a timeout three? And I watched Patrick Williams hit that timeout three, and I was ecstatic. And it, it just looks so awesome. And again, he, he and Vooch. Vooch's, Vooch's ability to run a two-man game with multiple players is outstanding because he can run one with Patrick Williams as well. And he was definitely doing that, setting those screens for Pat. And then what the hell do you do with that? Especially if Pat is hitting those mid-range shots, then Vooch can go pick and pop, go pick and roll. He can do whatever he wants you know, with that if Pat is uh, going to be aggressive and score. You know what I mean? At the same time. So it worked that way as well because it freed him up, you know, on those mid-range shots as well. But I just really enjoyed it. And also six rebounds on top of that. So the previous game he had seven. Tonight he had six. That's the kind of thing you want to see from Patrick Williams, man. These are the things I want to get accustomed to seeing from him because we know you can do these things. I just want him to start believing it. And it feels like that he's starting to believe it and I'm glad the team is getting in his ass like they are. Getting in his ass, like you always say, Dave, between the cheeks. Uh, all right. We got to take a, a, one more quick break. While we're sharing words from our friends and sponsors with y'all, do us a favor, hit that thumbs up button. We got around 350 of y'all watching live with us tonight on Post Game. Appreciate that. Let's get those thumb numbers up closer to that number of y'all out there watching live. Big Dave. Tell the fine people yeah. of Bulls Nation about pins and aces, would you please? I just have one question for Will. Will, when you when we get to, to Paris, sir, will you be looking for any place to get on the links? Will you be looking for the links to play some golf if the weather is right? Weather permitting, I will more likely be interested in finding something to put into my beer sleeve than go golf. <laughs> <laughs> Do they, do they make yeah, Bordeaux sleeves? Do they also offer those? Because I'm going to be drinking some Bordeaux while we're over there. <laughs> and there's only one place you can get that beer sleeve, y'all. And that is Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. And they also make amazing polos, amazing hats, incredible golf bags. And that beer sleeve that stores seven beers right inside of that golf bag to keep them drinks cold and frosty even in old perry so check out pinsandaces.com 
and use that code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get yourself some free shipping as well. That is pinsandaces.com. Because when you look good, you play good. And when you play good, it's all good. Woo! Tonight's episode of Post Game, of course, also brought to you all by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Woo! An official betting partner of the NBA, our official betting partner at CHGO, the people who just congratulated Joey in a monetary fashion by guessing correctly that Zach Levine would be tonight's game high point scorer. Plus, of course, all the fun, the bigger odds, the bigger boosted payouts with those DraftKings same game parlays. But speaking of Zach, he is our official DraftKings king of the game. 41 points on 11 of 13 behind the three-point line. Epic stuff from Zach. Also, as you mentioned, Dave, got the Bulls offense rolling by facilitating early in this game. Finished with six assists. Also had a couple of steals. We touched on his impressive night defensively as well. That is your DraftKings king of the game. Congrats to Zach. Honorable mention also to Vooch, who had a damn near 2020-10. Like, seriously, was what? One point and two boards shy of a 2020-10. Oh, don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook for that amazing $5 bet to win up to $200 in free bets on any NBA money line. It's about that time of night, don't you think, Big Dave? Wait, wait, I also wanted to show one thing. What's that? Because I saw somebody somebody called uh, Kobe White the Reservoir Dog, so I, I thought this was, you know... I like this as well. <laughs> Let's cook. Let's cook, Kobe. Yo, Mr. White. Now, Yo, Joey, Mr. what would work better if, is if you use that from the movie Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that's where I thought he was going. That's what yeah. he said. Yeah, he, he that's what I'm saying. He said he said Kobe White was a Reservoir Dog like Mr. White. But for me, Mr. White is more synonymous with Breaking Bad, so that's where I went for the meme. I see. No, I got that. But I'm saying it would have been better if you stuck with the Reservoir Dogs and with Mr. White on that one. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you. Agree you to disagree you, you, on that you, you one, though. Threw, you threw something in there. You know what I'm saying? When, right. I, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to vouch for Joey here. When I hear Mr. White, I think mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. But also, it's like the look of Mr. White and Reservoir Dogs is kind of wearing a suit. I think the picture of Mr. White in Breaking Bad with the hazmat suit on is a little bit more recognizable. That's, that's a good point. But I, understand. That's a good point. I always appreciate Big Dave's advice, and I know he would never lie to me. And I take full accountability for all my graphics you know what I do. on the show. <laughs> and I hope you do, sir, because I'm going to continue to be on that end. <laughs> it's okay, Dave. Well, we you, took, uh, you took a night to be remote, so, be, uh, so Joey enjoyed having a little bit of uh, – had a little bit of creative freedom on designing the set tonight because he knows how particular you are when it comes to set design. Listen, shout out to him because I see what he did with that scarf. Right? I see what was going on, brother, with that. And Isn't that, that clever? That is awesome. That is <laughs> Thank awesome. Thank you. I appreciate clever. it. I noticed it immediately, and I said, okay, that's a dope move right there. Well <laughs> I done. appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know, not playing around here. Attention to detail. <laughs> All right, okay. y'all. Just give him a chance. He's ready for the big leagues. It's Big Dave's favorite thing. We got we got dual belts tonight because we got our belt that we keep at the set, and then Big Dave's got the even bigger championship belt that he keeps safely at home. Man, look at the glitter on that thing. That is sparkly. Um, Will, do you have somebody that you have in mind for a potential goon of the night? I feel like 
It's it's similar to the uh, this is a strange analogy. I don't even know if I should say this, but similar to like Donovan Mitchell scoring seventy one, uh, shadowing the fact that Demar had forty four that night. Mm-hmm. I feel like Zach's eleven threes shadowed. I think a little bit Vooch's. 1918 11 or 1918-10 game. Mhm. I kind of want to give it to Vooch here. He mm. that's just like the underappreciated goonage. I'm into it. I'm going Vooch. Going Vooch. Mm. I like that. That that was that was a curveball. I would not have expected that. Um No disrespect to Zach. Obviously all-time heater for him. Yeah. I mean, I it's kind of hard to look anywhere other than Zach for that absolutely outrageous performance. Not a whole lot of great stuff from the Bulls bench tonight. We did touch on Kobe. I think he was the high point for the Bulls bench unit tonight. Yeah, I, I think you got to give this to Zach Levine, who hit 11 threes. I, I think that's the right answer. That just, is gloriously goonish behavior. I'll also throw my contrarian hat on. It's probably Zach. But, man, if Patrick Williams doesn't at least get an honorable mention tonight Dude. for that third quarter, man. 16-point we have third never, quarter. We have never seen that before. That was a, that was, he was playing like it was 0-0 first bucket, Pat, we in the third quarter. We never understood what a third quarter like that when Patrick Williams looked like. <laughs> we never understood. Well done. I mean, that's, it's, yeah, it was tough, man. Honestly, because I wanted to give it to Vooch, too. But Zach seemed like the right choice. But again, guys, this is goon of the night. I need goon behavior. And Zach did do a goon thing. Zach did do a goon thing. He hit that three from the corner and he turned it a bit. That was a very goon shot because they didn't even need that shot. And he just said, nope, I'm on fire. I'm going to take this shot. That was a goon shot he did right there. But, but goon of the night goes to two people. Dalen Terry, Javante Green, yeah. night. Did you see them dudes on the bench the entire game? Getting it in. Do you want to see when Zach Levine hit that shot and he hit that three, what did he do? He turned directly to them and started talking plenty shit. When you saw Patrick Williams hit that timeout three, who was the first one in his face and bumping him in the chest? It was Dalen Terry. That is goon behavior. Somebody just tweeted me and said, I don't know, man. That's the kind of stuff that upsets teams when you dance like that. Yes, because it's goon behavior. That is exactly right. Make them mad. It's goon stuff. I loved every second of it. Thank you, Dave Terry and Javante Green for doing it. You provided much-needed boost for Zach Levine and Patrick Williams and everybody out there on the floor, man. Goons of the night. Go to y'all, bro. Congratulations. What an embarrassment of goon riches we had tonight. Truly. <laughs> truly. We could all pick a different goon, and we all had good reason. And AK nailed it. I was going to say, shout out to our guy, AK, our super fan, AK, who drilled that guess as we were getting postgame underway. Man, I, that, I love that. I love that answer. That was absolutely goonish stuff, and I enjoyed the crap out of it. I did not expect that either, Michael. <laughs> um, okay, guys. So, But I loved it. The Bulls now have strung together two pretty impressive wins. Yes, we all know that the Sixers did not have Embiid tonight, and of course that is significant, but they had Harden and they had all their other pieces. And the Bulls 
beat them, and I, I would say beat them fairly convincingly. You know, things got a little dicey there uh, midway through the fourth quarter, but the Bulls closed, and they closed impressively. Yeah. Looking ahead now to the second night of a back-to-back, Utah Jazz, a team that the Bulls faced earlier this season on that West Coast trip, they won that game. And at that point in time, we were all looking at the Jazz being like, whoa, what is with this Jazz team? They came out lightning hot and have since fallen back to earth where people expected them to be. Nope, you know, they trade off theoretically their two biggest and best pieces in Mitchell and Gobert. Everybody thought that they were steering towards a tank and then whatever they started at, like nine and one or twelve and two, whatever it was that was crazy. They are now twenty and twenty-one right there in the 10th spot in the West, but still a formidable opponent and are coming into tomorrow night's game after getting 49 from our old friend, Larry Markkinen. Is that good? 49. I saw that and damn near shed a tear that was like a yin-yang tear of happiness and absolute heart-crushing sadness. Happy for Lowry. Heart-crushing sadness for me. What do you guys think about this kind of stuff from Larry Marketing? I think he's going to be an all-star. He's playing at an all-star level. Uh, we, t- we talk about it a lot. Like, the Bulls' developmental system, especially over that stretch of time, just wasn't good. And I think it continues in a lot of ways to be not good enough, as we see with Patrick here. But... He also went to the Cavs, and that didn't exactly work out the way that he wanted. But, like, you put him in a system where there's a ton of movement, a ton of shooting, a ton of, like, player and ball movement. I mean, it just works. And he is playing the way that he did for the Finnish team. Uh, The first time I saw him after they got drafted and he went back to play in the Euros, like, he just looks like he's at home. And I know Dave loves to say it, but, like, that system really works for him. I think their coaching is really, really strong. They're, I think their offense is still top three in the league, which is incredible given the players that they have. But, like, with Clarkson and Malik Beasley and Kelly Olynyk and Jared Vanderbilt and Lowry and Mike Conley, it's like all these guys can play basketball. And all dribble pass shoot. They can all defend. And when you have guys that buy into a system like that and that are multi-skilled in that way, and you have a guy that can really take advantage of those moments, it seems like that's just the – it's all coming together for Lowry there. Yeah, that is it's definitely coming together for him, man. Like he has found his groove. Um is for me, I don't have a tear of sadness. I'm I'm extremely happy for him cuz I I was under the belief that it just wasn't going to happen here. It wasn't going to develop. You can't develop a player when you don't have player development. <laughs> so I did, I didn't think it was going to happen here at all. Um I thought his time with the Cavs was really good for him. Uh just to I guess just to fall back in love with basketball again, to be honest with you. Uh, and then when he went to Utah, like y'all know, I've been saying it from the beginning that that he's home, and I've been saying from the beginning like he's going to snap, like mm-hmm. he's going to he's going to go off over there. And Matt is a witness to this because I said it time and time again. He's shout started. out to your shout out to your nephew <laughs> who I know you texted me and and Bulldog and John earlier today saying that he wow. wasn't believing you, and you saying <laughs> I called this before the season started. You called yes. this. You said, "Oh, Larry's going to the Jazz." Balling out. Did you call a 49-point game, though? I mean, he is really – you called all-star. I Yes. I'm just <laughs> amazed by that. That's even more impressive than Lowry's play. Because <laughs> no one saw that coming? 
Except this guy. But Will, I, I, th- I saw this coming from him in year two. I wrote an article for NBC Sports, NBC Sports Chicago talking about how I thought this dude was dirt and the next coming of dirt. And he can sleepwalk into 17 and 10. I was like, he can sleepwalk into it. But I was like, but he's going to be averaging 25 plus. I was like, that's what his future is, is to average 25 plus. I knew what I saw. And, and that's why I felt so crazy watching him with the Bulls. I'm like, am I insane? You know what I'm saying? I didn't understand it. I was like, because like you, Will, I was watching tons of Finland national games. And he was a whole different person over there watching him play. Like, he was just in, absolutely incredible watching him do that. But I knew when he went to Utah that it was Utah is so much like Finland. And there are articles that he came out saying that when he went to visit colleges with his dad, his first stop was Utah. And he just felt so comfortable at home there that he told his dad, Do we should we even look at other schools? Like this feels just like home to me. And the reason he went to Arizona, because he said he wanted to do something completely different than what he's used to in Finland. And you know, it's hot, it's you know, super hot and def- different in Arizona. So he already felt at home then. So I knew when he went there now, like, yeah, he's the kind of guy it has to be comfort. You know, players are like that. Certain players are like that. It has to be comfort. Uh, for them to, you know, do what they do. But, yeah, I definitely saw this coming, Will, for sure. I am not surprised by any stretch of it. I'm telling Boy, you, Matt can tell you. John Sabine can tell you. Kevin uh, Bulldog, Kevin Anderson can tell you. They all know because I told all of them what was going on. Do you happen to have any uh, predictions about Patrick? <laughs> 25 and 10, please? I don't want to do This comment. you right now. This comment from Jeremy Scott, I agree. Like, Lori is the exact reason. It's a case study as to why the Bulls would be crazy to sell right now low on Patrick Williams. Like, he's still very young, and you just, you know, you got to give him more time to figure out exactly where he fits into this team. I was listening to Lori, an an older interview, um, and I think it's interesting. Like, he he credits a lot of his turnaround to losing weight and that the Bulls wanted him to bulk up and play a position that he wasn't comfortable with. And then going back to the Cavs and playing on the wing more, you know, has made him a lot more comfortable. Mm. And, you know, it just – you can't put Comfort. these guys into a box necessarily. Well, I mean, ask Wendell. Did the same thing to him. Ask Jabari Parker. Did the same thing to him. Ask uh, lots of players. Um, I see Chewy ask in the comments, you know, what, what's Larry averaging this season – uh, you know, the 49 was an explosion, but he is averaging 24 and a half points a game. And it's not just the way that he is scoring. We touched on it briefly in pregame, but I didn't give you the full story on his splits. Larry Markkinen's shooting splits this season, 53-42-88. He is right there flirting with 50-40-90 if he gets his free throw percentage up a little bit. But he's shooting like 67% on twos. He's shooting 42% on threes, and he's putting up 24 and a half a game. His average is up almost 10 points per game. Yeah, if he's not if he's not the clear front runner for most improved, like he's for sure on the short short list top three. Oh, yeah, There's no, I mean, yeah, he, sure. he's good for him, man. That's all and I like, can say. Good for him. And like Will said, all-star. Definite all-star. And the all-star game is in Utah. So you know he's definitely going to be the all-star for sure. Yeah, probably. Three-point contest? Dunk contest? 
Who knows? Oh, dunk contest. Dude. You know who I want in the dunk contest? Javante Green. Javante Green. Javante Green. Get Javante in the dunk contest, you cowards. I'll tell I don't know tomorrow. who's responsible among the NBA employees of inviting people to the dunk contest. Whoever you are, get Javante his invitation already. There is one one participant now, right? Just one? Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp. He's got ridiculous bounce, you know. Okay. Hopefully He's that'll got a be a good inch vertical. He has crazy bounce. Um, real quick before we get out of here, I saw we had an, one more super chat from our guy Wags, uh, and he addressed this to you specifically, Big Dave. And I'm probably gonna butcher this. I it looks like it's lyrics. Y'all can't stoop to Zach's level. He's like the devil or whatever. He's picking up and throwing them down like dishes. Do you understand what has been said here? No. Okay, good. I don't remember so what lyric that just is. Me. <laughs> That's a couple songs that you think you're throwing down like dishes. That sound, man, that sounds familiar as hell. But I'm gonna say no. Just, just I'm not gonna sit here and lie and waste time. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't know. Tell me what it is, Wags. Tell me what it is, we sir. Need the answer. Wags, if you're still hanging out with us, as I do not recognize that. Um. Why didn't you ask Will? Why didn't you ask Will if you recognized it? He knows the answer. I was just going to make the safe <laughs> assumption that Will would not know if those were hip-hop or rap lyrics of some know, kind. I don't know anything. Ah, Wag says Outcast. Oh, and it's Dang. probably because you tweeted a picture of Outcast when Zach yes, and Pat were balling in the third quarter. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I absolutely did. <laughs> All comes together. Full absolutely, circle. I did. Full circle, Full baby. Circle, man. All right, that's like it. We're that out of time work. for tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, everybody. Be sure to hit that thumbs up on your way out of here. If you haven't hit it already, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Of course, be sure you're subscribed to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel as well so you can get those alerts anytime we go live for pregame, for postgame, and for our podcasts. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Vanilla Ice? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Joey, our producer, and our friend is at Joey Spathis. Will, the goat, is at Will underscore Gottlieb. Big Dave is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. I am Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Big Dave, you oh, back in studio oh. tomorrow? Yes, I'm back in the studio tomorrow. And one more thing. Happy birthday to the queen of Bulls Twitter, Ramina. Ramina! Happy birthday to Ramina, man. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. We love you. We love you. Happy birthday. I hope that you got everything you wanted for your birthday within the boundaries of what is appropriate. AKA, like, I'm sure you didn't get Zach in your bed for your birthday because that would be inappropriate. But we all know that's what you really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Much love to you, Ramina. We will be back tomorrow. Second leg of a back-to-back. -back. Bulls, Jazz, Lowry, Markkinen back in the UC after a 49-point night. You will be at the UC working. Indeed. Yes, he will. Until tomorrow. Appreciate you, as always, Bulls Nation. Have a good Friday night. See you, Red. Be good. Peace.